I just think right now, women, especially in business, this is the year of women. I just know that. Life begins at 150 grand a year. Life gets better at 250, and life gets real good at 500. Nobody can tell me differently on it. When you start teaching something, I feel like that's when you start to master the actual art of it. You and I, when we publish a book, we can go toe-to-toe with any of the New York trade publishers, any of the big-time authors. We get to compete in that marketplace and then let the market decide whether our stuff is good. People forget sometimes as an entrepreneur, the whole damn point of entrepreneurship is to make money. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss. Heather Havenwood. Hi, everyone. This is Heather Havenwood. Just want to give you a little heads up. Thank you for listening. In the month of May, I'm going to take a little break and I will be back full force in June. So if you're a podcast listener, just give you a heads up that for the month of May, I'm going to take a little break and focus on some really big, exciting projects, including launching a brand new podcast called Sexy Boss Slim Down. So be watching for that coming up in May, but the win will be taking a little break in May. All right, everyone, this is Heather Havenwood. Check everything out at heatherhavenwood.com forward slash podcast. Have you ever wanted to stop swapping your time for money? Ever wanted to leverage your expertise by selling your knowledge to hundreds of people? I call that smart. And now you can easily and effortlessly without a web guy, create memberships, online courses, coaching programs, Go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash thinkific. Start making money off what you know today. Go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash thinkific. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Win with Heather Havenwood. And I am very excited to be on Facebook Live again today. This is going to be a lot of fun. Stacey, go ahead and open your browser and do your thing. I'm going to go ahead and start talking a little bit. So guys, what we're doing here, we're doing multi, multi-purpose, okay? I'm going to be doing Facebook Live and then repurposing it later to YouTube, repurposing it later to iTunes, iHeart, Google Play, Stitcher. If I forget one, I'm sorry. And part of this is learning for yourself and your business to market yourself on multiple channels in multiple ways. So I just want to understand that you can see it's multiple times too, which is kind of cool. So all right, I'm introducing someone today that I have adored and followed along you know, for a while and just kind of following her and what she's doing. And my job to you as a podcast host is to bring on people that are, as I said before, badasses. And that's my job. And I'm doing my job again today. So I'm very excited to have Stacey here today. Hi, Stacey. Hey there. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for getting up and getting your hair done. <laughs> and I love I'm so being excited. Like, you know, when I've done these with guys, and I love you guys, I love you guys, but you guys don't care. You're like, what? Why did you need some time? You know, they can literally roll out of bed, not brush their teeth and get out of video and be completely confident about that. Like, not fair. Not fair not at all. Fair. We have to do way too much stuff. Right. I have to do what exactly. So I completely concur. So I'm going to explain to you who Stacy is or who you're like, who you're looking at. Her name is Stacy Tushel, started her first business in her parents' backyard at the age of 18 and turned that company into a seven-figure business. She's a number one international best-selling author of Is Your Business Worth Saving? In her book, Stacy reveals proven strategies for pulling entrepreneurs out of a rut and launching them toward total business success. Stacy is also the host of the top-rated business podcast, Business Rescue Roadmap, with listeners in over 69 countries, which I've been on. Yay! <laughs> which is a lot of fun. 
Okay, Stacey, thank you so much for being here. First of all, thank you for your time today. And you're in Wisconsin. For some reason, I just love the fact that you're from the Midwest. I don't know why. Well, at least one of us. I mean, this weather is not great. You can see my my view behind. I've got no leaves on trees. It is pretty cold here. So um, we, we have some seasons that I love. Well, I just want to say thank you so much. Well, I have a ton of questions. Okay, I just have a ton of questions because first I want to, I want to start off with your story. I'm really curious what the business was when you started when you were 18. So let's start there. Like, tell me about you being 18 and in the backyard and why not in the garage? You know, like, so tell us about that. Yeah, so definitely an interesting story, a little bit different than most, I would say. I was a dancer in high school. So I started all of a sudden at 18 going, I don't want to stop dancing, right? I loved it too much. So I wanted to continue that passion. This was not something that I thought I was going to do a business with. This was just me selfishly going, okay, I can continue if I do this. So I started teaching 17 middle schoolers in my parents' backyard for free, for fun. (laughs) And within three years, it started to snowball. All of a sudden, I was at 100 dancers still in the backyard for free, for fun. And I was going to school. I was getting my degree in business and marketing because I really did have plans to go get a real nine to five job. And all of a sudden, I thought, okay, maybe I could do this. Maybe this could be something. Um, I had a dance mom actually say, you should be charging us something. Even if it's just like minimal, you're spending so much time with these kids. We love what you're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's kind of when it happened. So at age 21, I decided, okay, I'm doing this. And I incorporated started charging. And now, I mean, since 18, it's 14 years later of doing this. So it's pretty incredible. I still have it today. It's such a huge, huge corporation, what we're doing now in a small business sense. I mean, we have now 900 plus students that come to us every single week, 40 employees, two commercial locations that we own both of those. It's really, really incredible, grossing over a million dollars a year. So lots of things going on. I didn't even know you still had this business. I I still have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people, people assume, right, that I just got rid of it or I sold it. I, I love it too much. I mean, I really have such a special place in my heart for it and for what we're doing for the kids that I can't imagine selling it. I just, I couldn't. Is it dance? Is it, is it, <laughs> yeah. what's the name of so, it? Like, I'm really curious. Yeah. Okay. So it's called the Academy of Performing Arts. We have two locations in the Milwaukee area. And yeah, we, we do children's dance classes. So ballet, tap, jazz, hip hop, palms, like dance team a little bit of everything. We do music lessons. So private, guitar, voice, violin, all of that stuff. So it's, it's really kind of cool. Well, first yeah. of all, I was a dancer too. I oh, know. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, was, I was a drill team. Okay. So you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get it. I was, I did the, you know, I'm in Texas. So it was all about oh, the hiking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? For sure. Yes. You guys were like, well, you gotta be such a girls. No, I, to- I was like Dallas Cowboy, Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. I so get Calgarettes, yeah. I guess I get. And I was a we had like 200 girls all doing like the high kicks. And I just absolutely love Joel team. I really wish I could yeah. do that in the adult world, but you just really can't. And I actually, believe it or not, I actually uh, did try out for the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. You did. I How did. cool. I did. And, you know, I walked out the first round. I was because I learned that you had to have the exact same schedule as the NFL, obviously. Oh, yeah. And it's intense, right? It's like nonstop traveling and you get paid $12,000. I'm like, what? <laughs> What? It's crazy. It is. It really is. So that's what I walked out. So. Yeah. You have to love it. You definitely have to love it. This is not an industry where you're typically making a ton of money. No, no. But you do love it. I love the, I love yeah. the art of, of dance. I mean, it, yeah. de- it definitely for me created like guys have sports, right? It created for me discipline. Yeah. And, and learning and 
I did the whole tap and ballet thing and, you know, all that. So anyway, so I just love that. I just, yeah, yeah, that you were dancers together. I know. Crazy. We have more in common than we think. Yeah. I had no idea. That's really cool. (laughs) And there's definitely difference between like a Southern, you know, Southern drill team. And if you go, I guess, East coast or West coast, I don't even know if they have them. But I remember going, we went to nationals and we saw an East Coast team. We're like, you guys are nothing. You guys are like cheerleaders. We're the drill team. This is the whole of the world, you know? So, and it was competitive and we had, I mean, it was competitive. It was cutthroat. So anyway, I just love that about you. I had no idea. Congratulations. That's really cool. So tell us then how all of a sudden you're starting this. Like what? Yeah. So it's so funny because it kind of is the same story. So I'm in this dance studio. People are seeing it. They're going, how are you doing all of this? This is crazy. Your parking lot is always full. You've got so many customers. And then how are you managing it? Because I do have two little ones. I've got a 15-month-old baby and a three and a half-year-old. So people would say, could I pick your brain? Can I take you to lunch? I was going to, you know, meeting them for free, just sharing my knowledge because I loved it so much. Like I love talking business and just entrepreneurship in general. So I was basically starting this free business, not realizing maybe I could do this for a living. And then I had one person actually say, can I pay you for like a Skype call? Or, you know, I would love to you know, do some kind of consult with you. And they weren't from this area. And that was me going like, hmm, maybe I could be doing this. Like this might be really, really fun. And I needed it. I needed a challenge because with my studio being 14 years old now, there's just so many systems in place and it's such a rhythm and a routine. And I always say we're a very well-oiled machine. And what I'm missing from it is the challenge. There's not that much challenge involved because we have all of these people in place doing their job. I have such an amazing team and I still needed something to challenge me, to excite me. Um, And that's how this started. So I've been doing this the last couple of years, but really officially launching online last Black Friday. So just a year ago with an online course. Wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. So what's your day look like then? What is your life and day look like at this point? So I work exclusively from home. I mean, I'm 100% in my home office. And really, I say home office, but I'm in my kitchen right now. Sometimes I'm on my front porch, right? I just need my laptop and I can pretty much go anywhere. But yeah, so I really am focused on really a mix of things because even though I I don't want to say, oh, I'm not focused on my studio, I have people doing what they need to be doing and I'm focused on the people that I delegate to, right? So even though I have a team of 40, I'm not talking with 40 employees daily. I'm talking with the general manager that's underneath me, right? Right. So we have this structure and this organizational chart that really has it so self-run. I mean, there are some days where they don't need me. I'm not contacted, but I am working on like the two things I do is the business development. I am definitely the visionary of what's happening next. And then I'm also the marketing because that is my strong suit. It's what I love to do. So those are the two things that I focus on in that business specifically. And then in the online space, I am working on this business because this is kind of still the baby, right? I'm still growing this business and there's a lot more to do over here. So I am definitely fully invested in this. And what's your vision for this new online business? Where where do you want to take this? Yeah. So with that said, I feel like if I can do what I've done in the brick and mortar space with a local audience within, you know, five to 10 mile radius and grown it the way that I've grown it. Online just seems like I could go so much bigger. And that really is my vision is just taking this. And I love that I can impact people who are impacting others. So I I always tell people, I can really impact millions because of how that's just replicating when you're reaching somebody who's also impacting so many amazing people. 
Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Our whole world revolves around our smartphones now. You know they say we look at our phones on an average of 150 times a day or more. Look, if you're a small business and want to grow, you need to reach people where they're looking the most. There are smartphones. So text the word START to 72000 now to learn more from our friends at Mobit or go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash Mobit. Again, text the word START to 72000 now. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. So are you looking to do events and seminars? Like what, where do we see Stacy in five years? Yeah, so I've done a lot in this last year. So this past year, I launched my book. I launched my podcast and I did a live event. So I did every, I I came out and I'm like, I'm doing it. So (laughs) I did everything this year. I mean, my podcast is three days a week. My book, I poured everything into that book. We hit number one international bestselling day one. I was so excited. The podcast, everything, it's just going so well. And then the live event I'll do every April. Ideally, I see myself doing two live events a year. So I will kind of tackle one more at some point. But my big thing too is I want to speak. I want to be out there on stages and building connections and relationships with people. I'm a really big into collaborating. So I love finding people like you who are doing the same thing. We get each other and just do some amazing things together too. So that's my big thing this year is I am having a growth year in 2017. Lots of exciting things coming up. Yay, oh my God, that's awesome. So tell us about your event. What do you do yeah. in April? And and then what did, I was curious why you went to a live event so fast. I mean, that's pretty fast. So how did it go? And what was your experience like? Yeah, so that's a great point. So with that said, I did my online course and I launched it with a live event. So that was why I did it so quickly. Okay. I like really getting to meet people and dive deep. Like for me, it's really about sitting down, getting together, doing the work, right? Yes, we can do this right here, but it's also really fun to meet people in person in in real life and get to know them a little bit deeper. So the live event was great. It was really knowing that it wasn't going to be this huge event, but it was going to be the marketing for next year. So now this year going into it, when I'm really ready to have a live event, because now I've grown my following, I have a community a really growing community too. Now I'm able to already show what the event looks like, what they can expect. Because sometimes you just, you don't know what people are going to put out there. And I wanted them to see this was the level we did last year. We're going to one up it this year, right? So I'm excited to be able to show that and to have testimonials of people that were there at that event. That's awesome. Cool. So what's the name of the event? So the event, um, last year we called it Get Focused Academy. It was with the online course. This year, I'm not sure yet. I'm actually launching it really, really soon. And I've kind of been going back and forth about actually rebranding the name. It definitely is productivity, goal yeah. setting. It's for the entrepreneur, right? I mean, we, we talked about so many different things, hiring virtual assistants, oh, yeah. delegating to them, then he, keeping them accountable, anything that has to do with that stuff. Yeah. Because that's what I do every single day is I delegate and I have my team helping me. Delegate, delegate, delegate. It, you know what I find interesting is I think women are getting better at that. But I find that sometimes with women, we will take it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, like that's for me. I had yeah. to like, there's like some kind of, um, I don't know, like a, an AA to that. <laughs> I call anonymous, the non-delegation of me. I'm like, delegate, yeah. delegate, delegate. So I'm starting to learn to get rid of stuff more and more and more and trust and just let it go. Let it, you know, so I think there's a lot of that with entrepreneurship. We're constantly having to go to another level. And so I love that what you're doing. Are you doing it in Wisconsin or are you going to go somewhere else? So I did it in Milwaukee last year because I thought my first one, there's going to be a million things I'm going to need to run home for or I forgot or I need to do this. Yeah. 
And you know what? It was actually a really, it was, it worked out really well. So we're doing it again this year in Milwaukee. Um, and I don't know, when I add in a second event, I probably will switch up the locations. But ideally, you asked me where I want to be in five years. I would love to create this group of mastermind women that we go and we travel. We go to some really cool places and we learn while we're there and we still have an amazing time. So that is definitely something I want to incorporate. Um, but it's a couple years down the road because I still have little ones at home and I don't want to be you know, traveling a ton right at the moment. Right, like, hi, bye, honey. Mommy's yeah. going to Cancun. <laughs> bye, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, right. With yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. He's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, bye. Yes. The girls and I are going to Cancun. <laughs> We're going to go to London. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that would be great, right? Right, so, right. Bye. You take care of everything. <laughs> you freak out. Ah, my God, she's leaving, you know? So... <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, and that was something too, where I love that you can incorporate what you want to do in this business. So for me, traveling is one of those things. I want to be able to go and do amazing stuff and to be able to tie that in and get paid for it while I'm doing it. Why not? Why not? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm actually, the reason I'm asking about events is, you know, I've been in the business for many years and I got mm-hmm. out of it um, mainly just because of timing. And I'm looking at going back in and having an event here in Austin, right? So it's, of course, a great city. And I'd have to probably do it in an area that's not so pretty because people would just want to leave, right? Yeah. Go for oh, right. They always say that. Don't go to like this resort area or people don't want to come into the seminar. They don't. That was one of the things in, in, in my seminar business, just like, you know, I mean, I'm just, you know, this is a little tip of the trade is that we never went to Vegas. And if we did go to Vegas, because it was a place that it's easy to get to, we would do a hotel like way off the strip because there's yeah. ones in, in West and Vegas. So like, wh- they're like 20 minutes away. And because they're casinos or casinos, so they're cheap. But they're like, there's nothing around, right? They gotta get yeah. a cab. It's a pain in the butt. So we, that's why we would do it. The middle of, in the middle of the desert. No right. kidding. And so, yeah, the few time, one time I did it in 2013 and I did it at the Palms. Now that wasn't on the strip. It was like a little way, but I mean, yeah. it's the Palms. So you walk down, it's like, you know, everyone's like noon and we're like, okay, be back for lunch, you know, be back in an hour. And right. they go down to the casino. I'm like, hello, you know, so that was a problem. <laughs> Yeah. And I have experienced that not at my event, but I've gone to an event in New York city and people, right. They would sneak off. They'd come back and you're like, where is everybody? All of a sudden the conference is just empty. Yeah. Yes. Oh, va- yeah. oh yeah. I went to one in New York. I'll never do that again. That was really, I mean, I, I think I paid $150 for a breakfast and I was like, I'm not, I can't, I can't like do that. Right. Right. I know. I can't do that. Um, Texas, like what? These eggs are not worth $25. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> So back in big you, tell me about, I mean, so yeah. what does your life look like? You have all day. You got two little ones that are obviously not yeah. in school yet, right? Yeah, correct. So you're saying so, technically people see you as a stay-at-home mom, but you, you work? I mean, that's- yeah, no, that doesn't, that doesn't mix. People think that, but you can't do that. So right now, both of my kids are at daycare, which might sound crazy to some people, no. but you have, yeah, you have to realize I am running several businesses here, right? I've got a lot of things going on. If my kids were running around right now, I could not focus on what I was doing. So yeah, they go to daycare right now, three days a week. And the other two, my husband will watch them a couple hours for me on Tuesdays and Thursdays to make sure I can kind of get in my office, do some productive days. But I still also need time to do personal errands and run around and stuff like that. So that'll be a day that I'll take them with me and, and just do fun stuff like that together. Oh, cool. That, you, yeah. you have a nice balanced life. Thank I just you. love that. And I had no idea you're over there like this bad A running this big <laughs> company. So I just have to ask. So you've been married, you're married, kids, mm-hmm. obviously. I'm curious how that went down. 
when you meet this guy in Wisconsin, you're like, yeah, like I already have a million dollar business and what you got? Like, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay. So what's funny or what's good, I think is I met my husband before I met him at 20. So I did not even incorporate yet. So he has been around for everything. Um, And I think that was cool because we really built it together. Not that he is in this business, but he is so supportive. And without him, there's just no way this would work. Right. I mean, I, I need that support system at home. So yeah, so he's been around this entire time, which has been amazing. Okay, great. So you weren't like on a match.com like, no, no, no. I own a million dollar business. (laughs) There's been times where I, first of all, I bartended while I was running my studio in the beginning because it wasn't, I wasn't making money. You know, I was growing it. I was trying to make money. And then we got married and he said, okay, you need to stop bartending. He was a bartender too. We actually both quit around the same time. And then he supported me while my business was, it was making money, but I kept sticking it back in there going, I see a bigger picture here. I see a bigger vision. Like, I promise you this is going to work out. So yeah, so there was a time our first year we got married that I made $0. I worked in my business while he supported us. So that's kind of cool now to be able to, um, yeah, just to have that support. That's a huge deal. And I, I just really commend your hubby. Yeah, he's a great guy. He believed in you. you believed in the system. He believed yeah. in what's going on. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Are you over 45, 60? Are you relying on the traditional medical field to help you feel great and get you back to a balanced body? Good luck with that. At e2lab.com, Dr. Don Salio got sick of people complaining about bloating, inflammation, and feeling sluggish. He has created unique, potent, and powerful non-pharmaceutical supplements to help the body rebalance, detox, and get back to being healthy. Go to e2lab.com, getting you back to healthy and balanced. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. So, okay, so you got an event going on. You got an amazing book. But the book is about, is your business worth saving? Tell us about what you mean by that. Yeah. So the reason that book even came about was I was going to all of these conferences and I was starting to make really great friends, right? We were, we were going to the same conferences over and over. And all of a sudden, I'm realizing that some people in that room after we're learning the same thing from the same mentors, right? We have the same type of business. Why were some so profitable and productive and why were some falling apart, right? People were selling, people were getting rid of them. So that's kind of where that question came about. You know, is this worth it? And if you're questioning it, let me dive in deep with some of these areas, right? I really want you to be thinking about this before you all of a sudden just give up on it. Because I truly believe Like when I ask that question, I'm hoping 99.9% of people are going, yes, my business is worth it. Just tell me what to do, right? I just need some guidance here. That's interesting. First of all, let's just put this straight, right? And this is in our industry. And I mean that, so let me explain something and then I want to circle back. So when I'm in the industry, people always go, well, no, you were in the real estate industry. I'm like, no, there's two industries, okay? There's the information that they teach to go do, right? It could be real estate investing. It could be social media. There's that. And then there's the business of seminars. Like it's literally a different business, yeah. right? And people will be really good at seminars or going to seminars and they wouldn't be good at the thing. And I realized in the business where I was in, I was ta- told this early on because it really, I had, a hard, I had a hard time. I would sell people $10,000 products, yeah. 3,000, 4,000. I mean, big numbers. And then I would see them months later and nothing would happen, you know? And I'm like, oh, but I feel guilty. you know? Right, right, you do. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Now, with that said, if you go to a university today, 
SMU, whatever, and you spend sixty, seventy thousand dollars sometimes a year, which is crazy. Anyway, you don't see SMU or Harvard going, "Oh, we are so sorry that you didn't get a job," you know, or whatever. They they don't care. They're like, "Can you pay us our money?" And then we have somebody else. And so right. that's what someone had to explain to me is that mm-hmm. people will take on the education and they may or may not use it, and it's not your job to get them to, but you can help them through the process, right? Yeah. And I, I remember someone telling me this, the average real estate investor, getting this, I was in really, really real estate, yeah. spends between forty to $60,000 in education before they make their first deal. Whoa, right? Yeah. And that's when I realized it's my job as the communicator, the educator, the teacher, always, if I'm giving, I give and I share from full experience and full integrity. And it's up to them to choose, right? So did you have to have any like what I call hard conversations <laughs> with someone like this business? It's not worth saving. So for me, the reason I'm going to tell you that, first of all, my question is, are you passionate? Do you love it? Was there ever a time you loved it? You know, sometimes we get into business and we're thinking this is going to be a great moneymaker, right? Those are the businesses that usually aren't worth saving because if you're just in it for the money, you've got a lot of other things that you need to be focusing on. You're just not going to love it, right? Because business is hard. And when those hard times come, if the money is the only thing keeping you there, you're going to be struggling. So I, I really want to know, is that passion there? That's a big one. Okay. Then, so the there, and then what do you do from there? Okay. So if the passion's there, now we have to figure out, do people actually need this, right? Because you might have come up with something, but there's just not a need for it in the market. Or maybe there's a need for it, but you're just not, you know, communicating it the way that you should. Maybe you're not getting the visibility you need, right? You can be a best kept secret. That happens. So we've got to figure out where are the problems. So there's a lot of evaluation in that beginning part, just really kind of taking a step back. And that's what I'm good at is being that outside view to kind of say, okay, here's what I see. Because you, as the person in it, see something completely different because you have so much invested in it. And sometimes I have to go, okay, well, this free, whatever you're offering, it's not that good. You know, nobody really wants that. I can get that anywhere. I can Google that. Why would I give you my email, right? So I I do have to give some tough love to say, here's what we're going to do. But if you're ready to dive in deep and to figure this out, the sky is the limit. Yeah, that's true. That's some tough love. Like nobody wants your baby kind of thing. (laughs) You know, and I've had to have those conversations. Like, I don't think anyone wants your baby. So personal because I get that it's your baby. And are people looking for that? Are people wanting that? I just came across that recently. It was a situation where we didn't work together, but I'm listening to him and I know he was so passionate about it, but I'm like, I don't see what people are buying. You know what I mean? I don't Mm -hmm. see why would I buy that? Thinking about I'm the consumer. What would I be buying? What's the, you know, take? And he was explaining, I'm like, well, you kind of get that already with this app that's like free, right? right? So, you know, you have to really think it through and competitive analysis is a big one right now. I think it's bigger than it ever has been. It used to be when I got started, it's like you put something out there and people just kind of flood to it. And now yeah. you have to really look at who's your competition because yeah. it's constant, you know? So awesome. So you just podcast three days a week. Congratulations. I'm only yeah. at two. <laughs> hey, you know, I think once you're past one, it's it feels like the same amount of work. It really does. I think so. I think my yeah. team would be like, what? Three? chill out. You know, I, (laughs) I'm at two and it's already like, whoa, you know, so it does take another level. I love podcasting. I absolutely love guesting. I love interviewing amazing people. So where could people find you in one, if they want to go to your event in April, one, two, if they want to buy your book, three, if they're like, she's just really cool chick. I want to hang out with her, cut to Wisconsin. Where could they find you? 
Yeah, if you're dying to come to Wisconsin, absolutely. I'm, I'm your girl. So you're going to go to my website, stacytushel.com. And if you're watching on Facebook Live, just look at the spelling because you'll never know how to actually spell this. Stacy with just a Y. And then Tushel is T-U-S-C-H-L. So that's going to have everything there, all of my, my details and events. The best place that you can hang out with me is going to be in my Facebook group. And that's a really easy domain name. It's leveluptribe.com. There's over 750 entrepreneurs in there that are really looking to take their business to that next level. So that's what that whole phrase means, leveluptribe.com. And that'll get you right inside of there. Awesome. Oh, I love that. I'll have to be up to level up. I'll meet Ellen. <laughs> so thank you so much, Stacey, for being here. And everyone, this is The Win with Heather Havenwood. You can find us on heatherhavenwood.com, of course, but also iTunes, iHeart, Google Play, and now Facebook Live. Ta-da! I just really want to say thank you for being here. And I'm just pretty impressed with who you are and what you're doing, what you're creating. And thank you for putting yourself out there. Um, I just, there's needs to be more people like you globally. I think more, glo- you know, really globally. I think now is a time to really tap into that globalization. So I'm very impressed with you, my friend, and uh, have an awesome day. And all right, guys, it's Heather Havenwood with The Win. Welcome to another edition of Heather Highlight. Here at The Win, I get to ask the experts about themselves, their stories, their views. And in this Heather Highlight, I am interviewed and probed about my story, successes and failures. So enjoy. Let me tell you, I am Tim Laskus and you're listening to The Tim Laskus Show. And this episode, good God, I don't even know what to say. I'm going to have to put the E for explicit on it. It got wild. My guest is Heather Havenwood. And Heather is just, she is something else. You just you just wait till you listen to this. You you're going to you you're just gonna you won't believe it. The stuff that we talk about. But before we kind of get into that, let me tell you, she is a serial entrepreneur. She's a top authority on internet marketing and business strategies. In 2006, she started and developed a online marketing publishing company from the ground, from the bottom flow and built it up to over one million in sales. She's coached and promoted hundreds of entrepreneurs. She's produced and managed over 350 seminars and events out there. And she's hosted all kinds of stuff. And she is author of Sexy Boss. And that's just where we got into trouble. I did. It was just getting nuts on the show. Just talking about sex. We were talking about guns. We were talking about cocaine in Miami in the 80s, how it was flying around like People like here, you know, in the springtime here in the South, you know, we start to get the pollen and it's like blowing on your windshield and you got to keep your windows up and roll, running your air conditioning because it'll blow in your car. That's what it was like in Miami in the 80s with the cocaine flying all around. People thought it was pollen. And we just had fun. She's a fellow generation Xer. She's a go-getter. And she used to go down to Daytona Beach during spring break during MTV and all that crazy stuff that used to go on down there. We talk about that. We talk about Mardi Gras. And I'm telling you, this has to be an explicit episode. So all you ladies and gentlemen out there, if you got youngins around, don't let them listen to it. Now, it ain't that bad, but it's you'll know what I'm talking about when you hear it. Heather is something else. She is off the hook. But again, she's author of Sexy Boss, How Female Entrepreneurs Are Beating the Crap Out of the Big Boys. Well, it doesn't quite say that, but something like that. Anyway, get yourself a drink and a comfy chair because you, you want to hear this one. This whole show is probably going down the hill. I screwed up your name from the no, very beginning. No, it's okay. Just call me Chief Sexy Boss. We're good. 
cheap, sexy boss. Yes, chief, not cheap now. Oh, <laughs> chief. Let's say it again. Yeah, no, chief, sexy boss. <laughs> yeah, we have Heather Havenwood here, the cheap, sexy boss. No, very expensive, cheap, sexy boss. How about that? Hey, you were telling me earlier that that you like the workout and and line dance and that you were on that movie urban cowboy oh i was on the movie dancing well no i wasn't on the movie but i'm from texas and born raised um but you know i work out for fun i work out five days a week and right now in the middle of a contest i'm going to the arnold next week um for the big arnold show the extravagant uh, yeah it's going to be super exciting I've never been when you say arnold you mean schwarzenegger right yeah arnold schwarzenegger they have a thing called the Ar- arnold classic it's in ohio every year and it's like two hundred thousand people be the boss of your life you're listening to the win with heather havenwood are you a business owner that has a website but not tech savvy Do you feel like a hostage to your web guy? The better question is, do you have a money funnel so people come to your page and give you money while you sleep? No? Then go watch free video at heathermakesyoumoney.com. Imagine having a money site, not a website, for your self-published book, e-commerce products, local practitioners like chiropractors or lawyers. Get a money site, not a website. Go watch free video at heathermakesyoumoney.com. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm going to be there next week. So I'm like dieting down. I'm doing two two days on uh, cardio and five days a week in the gym. And it's kind of fun. That's what I do for fun. I don't make any money at that. So, Well, how how many cycles of steroids do you take? I don't take steroids. (laughs) (laughs) Not into that at all. I I just had to ask. I thought the listeners out there might be curious that, you know, I mean... Men and women, you're using it, I guess. I don't know. No, no, I mean, and I don't, you know, I don't use it. There are people that do use it. Uh-huh. It's not that crazy anymore. I mean, there's a lot of like stigma around it, especially with athletes and whatnot. And if you look at any Olympic athlete at the level that they're at, they're using something to enhance. And it's not like a negative. There's a lot of negative talk to it, but actually it's not, um, it's not bad unless it's, it's misused. It's like most things, you know, Advil's fine until you misuse it you know, or something like that. So alcohol and a glass of wine is a big deal until you misuse it. So um, things like that can be, can be leveraged for the body to help the body heal, um, but not nece- when you start to abuse it, then that's where things get bad. Well, it's, yeah, it's all about moderation. That, that's what you're saying, right? Yeah, absolutely. Got you. Well, you know, anytime I work out, when I get ready to go to the beach, mm-hmm. like I'm going to Daytona in a couple of weeks. Oh, nice. So I've been dieting down and trying to get ripped. And we were talking about Daytona earlier, um, back in the day during MTV's and spring break in, in Daytona. And mm-hmm. you said you saw my picture online that I was one of those guys that tried to make out with you when no. back in the day. No, I mean, I'm like you. I'm, I'm a Jeff Ray Jen Xer and I grew up in the 80s and, <laughs> you know, Atari and mtv i remember when i i seriously remember the first day of mtv i can the tell first, you the first video well yeah that was um, yeah, um yeah, the that was it that was the first video what was the name of the band well, I don't know the name of the band, but that's the song. Video killed the radio oh. star. Video killed. Okay, remember? Do you remember that? Yeah. And then, like the girls, like poltergeisting into the video, to, into the screen, and she's, yeah, you're that's like, right. what? Yeah, I, I thought it was that song. I 
want my MTV. No. Now it's video killed the Good. radio star. Yeah, that's it. God, you're good. Do you do you okay. have a contract? Singing contract? No, no, no. <laughs> Only in the shower. Only in the shower. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting as Gen Xer, because there's so much here's here's my thing about I'm like a jealous Gen Xer of the millennials. It's like I we didn't get that much attention. People didn't completely change their entire way of doing business for us. We didn't nope. get that crap mm-hmm. can i say that like I, people i'm hearing a lot of like we are totally we have doing what we do as a company for the millennials I'm like i don't remember that it was more like when we went to the workforce it was like this is how things are step up <laughs> you know like exactly. figure it out or this is how things are there's no like we're gonna cater to you and if you weren't like some gray-haired, bald old dude, yeah. you didn't get any respect in business. No, we didn't. I mean, we didn't get. I mean, I don't know about you, but if your kids are millennials or not, I don't know. But I mean, I'm running into that a lot, and I think it's because the Gen Xers and the Gen Gen Ys we're the smallest generation. We're like the sandwich, and the baby boomers are the largest, and then the millennials are the second largest. Now they're actually larger than baby boomers because obviously the baby boomers are dying off. You know what not. So uh, millennials mm-hmm. are actually the largest generation on the planet. In the, in the United States. So it's an interesting dynamic, but I remember, I remember I talked to, uh, I say I talked to, I interviewed a millennial late, um, earlier this year and we, I would say talk, we fought, <laughs> we debated, you we were like fighting, fighting on, your, wow. on my podcast, mainly because I was sitting there, you know, going, I don't get why you guys are so selfish. And he's like, well, let me explain to you because we were, you know, not talked to when we were kids. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, so he had this particular view and he was a New Yorker and I had to give him a hard time. You know, and we had a great time. It was a lot of debate. But at the end of the day, I, what I got from it was the view of the millennial was that we are different. We are unique. We are different than you, you older people. And we need special treatment. And I was thinking to myself, wow. It's like I, that revert they reversed the script. It used to be the did. old people discriminating against the young, and now it's the young discriminating right. against the old. It is. And I thought to myself, I'm in the wrong God. generation. <laughs> I should be born then. <laughs> yeah. And you just depressed me because you said we're dying out. <laughs> <laughs> baby well, I'm not a baby boomer. You're not a baby baby boomers are dying out, you know. But uh I mean they're you know, they're they're Hey, this is supposed to be an upbeat show. We don't want to talk about this dying not, out. I'm not dead. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> just you, know, you know, I'm dead. I know what you're I saying. I have a fun I'm... story about MTV. I was going to share it with you. Ready? You ready for Go. the fun story about MTV? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So um, I'm here in Austin, Texas. And a couple years ago, um, I work out with a, I no longer do, but I did for like five years, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, one o'clock with a group. Um, it was all guys. It was five guys and they're old. They were older than me about 10 years. So they're like late forties, early fifties. And we worked out together as a group. And this was a small group, like five of us. And it was one of those things where I'd work out with them every three days a week and I knew their first names. And it wasn't until like two years and I knew they were really really wealthy because they would show up in these really nice cars and I, that's all I knew but there was this one guy super awesome guy named Mark oh my god the funniest guy ever and I knew he was really wealthy but I didn't like ask what they did you know I wasn't like what do you do you know um they didn't really ask me either we just like were friends in the world of working out and finally I figured it out because he was talking about this that he's going to Mexico for this big party and people there could be like Bon John Bon Jovi and like all these people from the eighties. You know, he's talking about these headbanger bands and white snake and crazy stuff. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, Oh, um, yeah, we're doing a MTV reunion. 
And I'm like, what, do you, what does that have to do with you? He's like, oh, I started MTV. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was him and like two other business partners that literally started MTV. And they sold it off. And that's why he's like so loaded. And I thought, wow. how did that happen? You know, and he told me the story. Man. It was it was an interesting, it was like him and two other guys, they were in New York. And it was kind of timing and everything happened. And and they their first main contract, I think, was with Van Halen. They were super close with Van Halen. Super close. Like, they made Van Halen. And that was the David Lee Roth David Van Lee Halen. Roth, yeah, the, yeah, the original. The original. Right. And that was a Heather highlight for the entire interview. Check out the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word sexy to 7200. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200 and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.